Please be advised the following episode contains adult content and language. Ya perdí el miedo ancestral a la casualidad. This is Love and Gravity, a collection of six original stories from the gay and queer Latinx and Afro-Latinx community. Stories of love, heartbreak, intimacy, and family. The places we can find each other, the places we can find ourselves. Love and Gravity is presented by Veep Healthcare and produced by Harley and Company. This is Our Lady of the Sixth Train, written by Dominic Colon. That was Our Lady of the Sixth from the one and only Jessica. And you are listening to The Morning Show with Ito and Veronica. This is your boy, DJ Ito. And I'm your girl, Veronica. It is Flashback Friday, y'all. And we're about to give you another hour of the hottest music with no interruption. On New York's number one music station. El Sabor de Nueva York. 99.9 WICU. Yo, Ito, turn the AC up in here. It is mad hot outside. Yo, global warming said we're not playing with y'all today. That's right. The temperature is supposed to hit 103, so ten cuidado. Mm-hmm, because it ain't even 12 o'clock, and I already sweated through my bra. You sweat through your bra on the way to the refrigerator. Ah! What? <laughs> okay, okay, don't be playing with me. I'm hormonal. Listen, being nine months pregnant in the summer is no joke, y'all. My hot flashes are having hot flashes. Well, it's about to get stupid, duper hot, because we are still celebrating the 50th birthday of the baddest Boricua baddie mm. to ever come out of the BX. Star of mm-hmm. movies, music, uh, stage, uh, and screen, the legendary woo! Miss Jessie <laughs> You already know, La Reina del Bronx, our lady of the sixth train. We've been playing her music all morning. Mm. I remember riding the train back in the day, mm. listening to her first CD. Yo, it was so good. I bought the real album after buying mm. it out on bootleg. Mm, 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 mm. Yo, my computer legit caught an STD after I illegally downloaded it. <laughs> oh no, computer SEDs are the worst. There is no shop for them. I need penicillin. <laughs> Bendito. <laughs> Yo, so today, get ready, because we are going to keep playing some of her greatest hits. That's right, as we kick off another hour of commercial free music on New York's number one music station. El Sabor de Nueva York. 99.9. I need to put my feet up. They look like two obese babies fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you gonna miss me when I go on maternity leave? Hell no. What? Dang, girl. Why do you always choose violence? You know I'm gonna miss you. But you ain't gonna miss me. You'll be spending time with your new baby and your fine-ass husband. Okay, spending time with my fine-ass husband is what got me on maternity leave. (laughs) You're right. Mm, Pero mira, when are you gonna have some babies? Please, my ovaries are shot. (laughs) Yo, 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 put that song up, it's my jam! You know, people be talking shit about Jessica's voice, but you can't deny her music still slaps. Like, shit, I remember where I was the first time I heard this song. It was Pride, 2003. Did I ever tell you this story? I know, but I'm sure you're gonna. Dale! Downtown number six express train to Brooklyn Bridge City Hall. Park Chester will be the next stop. Staying clear of the closing doors. I was 16 years old, and me and my best friend Chuchi. What up, Susia? It's not your turn to speak yet. My bad. I'm excited. Anyway, me and Chuchi, aka the sisterhood of the traveling bottoms, were on our way to the very first ever Bronx ride. Yo, I can't believe they're gonna have a pride event in Hunts Point. I wonder if the school teacher's gonna be there. What? The school teacher. 
You don't remember her from the almost award-winning documentary about the hoes at Hunts Point? My mom is Pentecostal. I can't watch cable after nine. <sighs> One time, I almost got busted jerking off to that show about the dudes in prison. Ow. That show makes my dick hurt. <laughs> that show makes me want to go to prison, okay? In that documentary, there was this hoe called the school teacher. And she had no teeth, but she had mad money just because dudes wanted to feel her gums. It makes me question the importance of good dental hygiene. How are you talking about hygiene when you about to get a yeast infection? If your shorts get any shorter, they ain't even gonna be poom poom. They just gonna be boom. It's pride, mama. And we gotta be extra slutty. I heard that the locals in the village be walking around con el toto pa' fuera. But that's only the white bitches, though. Word. But we gotta keep it classy. That's why I put on a tanga. You like? Eh, I eh. love rhinestones. What if we see somebody we know? It's 2003. It's good to be gay. But still. No, but still. We're going to be at Bronx Pride, and we're going to pop our pussies, and we're going to find a what? Boyfriend! Boyfriend! Ow. <laughs> I'm not nervous. <laughs> like, what if a boy tries to talk to me? I don't know how to talk to guys. You just got to channel your inner Jesse God, bitch. Mm. Look, we are running express. That's a sign, and you always got to respect the signs. Mm. Ten minutes later, our lives changed. I will never forget the feeling that I had when we got to Bronx Pride. Drag queens in all shapes, sizes, and colors, thugs out banshee boys, fam queens, and thick and juicy bitches. Everybody just vibing and having fun. For the first time, I felt like I found a home. But did you find a boyfriend? Damn, girl, let me tell my story. I'm getting to that. The boys. There are so many cuties here. And they are all mine. No, bitch. Pretend you in kindergarten. We got to share. I got kicked out of kindergarten. For what? Not sharing. <laughs> Mira, don't be obvious. But I think those dudes over there are checking us out. Which dudes? The one with his ass hanging out his shorts. That's like half the guys here. Ah, him! With the box of briefs that got the Puerto Rican flag on the back. Mm. Que bonita bandera. Yo, he looked at you again. Oh, he don't want to talk to me. I'm ugly. Uh, you need to, like, stop with that negative narration that be running through your mind. What you talking about? Sometimes, when I be cutting school, I be watching mad talk shows, and I'm on some deep philosophical, spiritual illumination type of shit right now. Mm. But I'm still a freak, though. <laughs> anyway, I was watching a show, and they was talking about this thing called <clears throat> manifestations, mm. which is kind of like saying, if you want a good man in your life who is going to love you and treat you good and not sell drugs, mm -hmm. all you got to do is say it. Believe it, and that shit will come right to you. Yo, shorty, can I get your number? <gasps> Ugh. Can't you see I'm talking? My bad. We trying to vibe. Level up our vibrational frequency and shit. Be in community with our peoples. And you trying to roll up on me? How old are you? 24. I'm 16. You buck to Chester the molester looking motherfucker. Bye. Damn, you was mad harsh. <laughs> keep talking to dudes like that, and we ain't never gonna get boyfriends. Mm, whatever. If he was cute, I would've gave him the digits. He ain't looking but a number. All right, what was I saying? Putting stuff out into the universe. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. You gotta be careful with your words and thoughts. I mean, how do you think Jessica became Jessica? She knew she was a star. She rode that six train believing in herself. And you got to do the same thing, Susia. Go talk to him. Look, they're coming this way. Say something. Um, um, you got a quarter? What? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, um, don't mind my best friend. You ever heard of that condition where people be cussing people out? Tourette's? Yeah, that. 
Well, it comes out different with different people. Like, sometimes they tick or, like, make weird body movements. Okay. Well, with him, it makes him ask for loose change. It's very rare. Doctors are still researching it. I'm Chuchi, and my best friend's name is... Ito. Nice to meet you, Ito. <laughs> nice to meet you, too, too. I mean, too. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. You nervous? Yeah, uh, a little. <laughs> Me and my cousin... Oh, my bad. I forgot to introduce you. Man, ooh. They call me Peanut. Not because I'm short, because I'm allergic. I get hives, part of my intake of oxygenial nature. See, be fucking with my asthma and this shit. Why are you so vulgar? These young men are classy. We are? We are! Yeah. I would love it if I could take your number. Um, I don't got a cell or a pager. <laughs> but. He working on it. I'm about to try to get him a job at my job. Oh, you right. That is classy. Where you work? Man nosy. Where you work? Caliente Coffee Company at 2255 Broadway between Amsterdam and Audubon. Uh, whatever, he's cute. Take my number and hopefully one day we could chill. <laughs> I'd like that. Me too. Check y'all later. Yo, Chuchi. I'll get your number from Javi. Please don't. Bye. Ah, we getting boyfriends. <laughs> we getting boyfriends. Who is we? Because Javi is the cute one. Peanut sounds like he stars in one of them anti-smoking lung cancer commercials. Those are mass sad. Word. That summer was epic. What started out with Javi at Bronx Pride ended up being a summer straight out of a movie. My big gay ghetto Bronx Boricua love story. About a week after we met, Javi asked me to be his boyfriend and I was sprung. Mmm, dick will do it. We didn't even get to that part yet. At first, it wasn't like that. We went out on real dates. We did the Ferris wheel at Playland, got hot dogs at Coney Island, saw the fireworks from the East River on the 4th of July. And for my birthday, mm, he got me a prepaid cell phone. What? And took me to what I thought was the most romantic restaurant ever. The Shrimp Factory? <gasps> this is so fancy. You sure you can't afford this? Anything for my baby. Plus, I just got my first credit card, so you can order anything you want. Mm. You're so romantic. Who's texting you? My mom. I told you, that phone is supposed to be for me and you. My mom was asking about it, and I had to tell her something, so I panicked and gave her the number. Yeah, you probably giving it to all them boys on the block. I'm not. Out here hoeing me while you're not giving me any. I told you, I'm not ready to have sex yet. Yeah, I... And it was there that it happened for the first time. All right, don't tell me he hit you. No. I looked out of the window, and out in the middle of Times Square, there was this huge poster of Jessie Gott promoting her latest album. And nearly 2,000 there were posters of her everywhere. I wonder who her publicist was. But this poster came to life. I know my whole life. She had to pay extra for that. No, for real. It came to life and spoke to me. Did you forget the part about you smoking crack before the shrimp factory? No, I'm serious. She said, Please, Bendejo. <gasps> yes! A Jessica poster better give you relationship advice from the window of the shrimp factory in Times Square? That's so on brand. I know, it's crazy. And that was the first time. First time? Yeah, yeah. For a period in my life, she used to come to me. Oh, bitch, let me get a snack, because this is getting good. So after the shrimp factory, I went back to his apartment that he shared with Peanut and three other dudes. And they lived in the Bronx off of the four train. And you know nothing good ever happens off of the four train. Mm -hmm. So we get back to his crib, and I see Peanut on the sofa watching TV. He's breathing from one of those machines that people use when they got sleep apnea. Sure. Just chill right here. I got to piss. Okay. <laughs> you ever watch this show? Shit, man, funny. I tried to get into it, but nothing ever happens. 
Yo, white people is funny. Hey, come to the room. Oh shit. Bob Chica Wow Wow. What? About to get some. I am? And I walk into this room that smells like sweat socks and cocoa butter. Javi is laying on a twin bed without a shirt. Mm. He looked delicious, but could have used more cocoa butter on his elbows because they were ashy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's usually the part that needs the most attention. And he kissed me. Ah. A deep kiss. Mm. Like, his tongue reached all the way down to my ankles. Ooh. And then he whispered into my ears the most romantical words my 16-year-old ears had ever heard. Let me fuck that boy pussy. Mm. Ew, they call it that? No, well, yeah. But only people with low self-esteem or who watch too much daddy porn. Which one are you? At the time? Both! I wanted to have sex, but I didn't like that he was pressuring me. Thankfully, before I could give in to the temptation, my mom started blowing up my phone. It was after 11, and she didn't care that it was my birthday. I gotta go. Can you call me a cab? Nah, walk your ass home. But she said you was gonna pay for my cab. Have one of your other boyfriends pay for it, I'm done. But... Happy birthday. <gasps> Yo, that was fucked up. He be doing shit like that sometimes. Man, mature, like. His 24 cat. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. And tell your boy Chuchi I said what up. <laughs> I could not believe that Javi did that. But as fucked up as I felt, I was not prepared for what I was about to receive when I walked through the door of my house at 12.03 a.m. on the morning of July 24, 2003. I can still feel the air from the wind of my mother slapping the shit out of me. Don't you ever, ever think that you can come home late like this again? I'm 17 now, mommy. I'm not a little kid. I can do what I want. Oh, you can do what you want? <clears throat> Do what you want now, go ahead. Don't play with me. You are not going to be like your brother. You're a good boy. But now you're coming home late all the time. You have a phone that I don't know where you got it from or who is paying the bill. And I see you on the computer with your little friends talking on the internet, looking at those fresh things. You looking at my computer now, Ma? That's not your computer. And if you don't want me to know what you're looking at, clear your browsing history, coño. I always forgot to do that, too. I'm not a kid. Until you leave this house and take care of yourself without my help, you are a kid. Till then, you do what I say. And what if I don't? The fact that I survived that night with all my teeth still in my mouth is a testament to the power of God's never-ending love. My mother, Mercedes, may she rest in peace, did not play. But she was my mom, and I had to deal with it. If not, if you don't like it, live somewhere else. Trust me, I thought about it. It's not like living with Chuchi was a viable option. You know how people buy bottled water? What if we were to sell bottled air? See what I mean? I forgot to tell you. Pina told me to tell you. He said, what up? I always thought Pina was cool. No, you didn't. Whatever. I'm an independent woman, and I'm allowed to change my mind. What are you going to do if Javi calls? I don't know. You better not take him back. That shit he did was foul. He didn't mean it. <laughs> He was probably just upset because he spent so much money at the shrimp factory. Cheddar biscuits ain't free. Well, neither is this biscuit. Mm. Some customer gave me $40 to give him a hand job at work. I didn't know handies on the menu. It just happened. Well, he was looking at me funny. And when I went on my break, he followed me into the bathroom and he pulled his thing out. Ah! It was ugly. And I knew he could tell I thought it was ugly because I made one of them faces you make when that commercial comes on. 
You know, the one with the sad song where they be showing bugs eating babies from poor countries' eyeballs and shit. Mm. Anyway, he gave me $40 and I went to the stall and he busted mad fast. It was kind of gross, but I made more in 10 minutes than I would have made in that six hour shift. Huh. So your advice is for me to give hand jobs in the bathroom of your job? No. My advice is that nobody is going to give us anything in this world. So we can't feel guilty about getting ours. We got to do what we got to do. Chuchi's words hit me like the slap my mother gave me when I walked through her door. But I wasn't exactly sure what it meant. Do I go back to my mom's and just take the suffering? Do I follow Chuchi's example and start charging for hand jobs, even though I have bad skin and my palms feel like sandpaper? Or do I go back to Javi, be the good little boyfriend who does everything his man says? I mean, there was no guidebook for being a gay young person in NYC, especially back then. We lost a generation of mentors to HIV. So we were on our own. Well, at least I felt like I was. Because on that ride back from Chuchi's house, I look up on the train, and someone was staring right at me. Oh, I hate stares. It wasn't a stare. It was her, Jessie God. She looked like a thug, Dao Virgen de Guadalupe. She had a crown of flowers and beautiful long dress and the sneakers with the high heel. Oh, I wanted those so bad, but I got flat feet. So she's there, looking at me dead in my face. Then out of nowhere, she starts running. Whoa, was 5-0 after her? No, but she ran like they were, running through car doors. I started to panic. I tried to catch up to her. Where you going? Don't, don't leave me. But that bitch runs fast. Even in them heels, homegirl was out. She left me. Oh, I thought she did. Okay, so I got off the train and I walked around all night. I ended up in Metropolitan Oval, just sitting on a bench next to the fountain, thinking about my mom, Javi, Chuchi, Our Lady, everything that led me to that bench. And then Javi texted me. He wanted his phone back. I was so mad. I looked at the phone cocked my arm back like my mom before she slapped me and threw that prepaid phone into the fountain. I was tired of having everyone try to control me. But before it could land in that dirty water filled with the pennies, nickels, and quarters of unfulfilled dreams, a long-ass arm came out of nowhere and caught the phone. This is money. I don't want it. My ex gave it to me. So sell it. Give it to a crackhead. Don't just give up on something and ruin it. It could be somebody else's blessing. Who are you to block it? He was right. Who was I to block the blessings of a gorgeous man all up in my face? He was fine. Ugh. Had these big, beautiful eyes, a perfect nose that made me want to lick it even though I ain't into shit like that. I'm Kevin. They call me Ito. <laughs> well, that's funny, because you don't look little. Oh, really? Do you want to find out? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Puta! I told you he had me ready to try new things. So we went back to his crib and we did everything, girl. It was it was like the set of a 90s R&B music video. And when we were done, I got dressed, gave him a kiss on the lips and I left. I felt so grown. Then I got back home on the sick train and rode home. I kept my eyes up just in case I spied our lady, but I didn't. When I got back home, I knocked out and went to sleep. Hello? What's up, bitch? What you doing? Sleeping. It's summer and it's early. Ugh. What, what you doing? Ugh. Online. Looking for jobs. Oh, that's right. You got fired. I didn't know giving hand jobs in the bathroom at work is against company policy. Not oppressive. But yo, I heard there is this street fair in Fordham. You wanna go? 
But you know they be giving out mad free shit, and it's for them, so you know that we'll be cutie. Javi lives in Fordham. I don't want to see him. Ay, don't be such a pendeja. You can meet someone cuter. And if you happen to see Javi, you rub up on him and get him jealous. Do I need to teach you everything, uh, coño? I got no money, and I don't want to hop the train. I almost got a fine last time, but I started crying, and the cop fell back, so they let me off with a warning. I gotta try that one next time. Mira, we are going. Mimi and Anawa on Fordham and Valentine Perra. Ugh. I miss going to Fordham. I haven't been there in years. I remember one time. Bitch, I'm still telling was... my story. Fucking Leo. So, in the early 2000s, street fairs were everything. Me and Chuchi were there, and he was cruising, looking cute, and just then, I saw a vision. I don't tell me you saw Jessica again, because everyone knows she's from Castle Hill and won't be caught dead in Fordham. No, not Jessica. At least not yet. Mm. I saw a vision of beauty. A young Dominican girl with the longest, most beautifulest acrylic nails that could also be used as a weapon. Hair up in a bun with baby hairs glued down to perfection. She was at a booth and smiled the most angelic smile I've ever seen. Hi, are you and your friend interested in getting tested for HIV? Huh? We out here doing outreach, setting up appointments for HIV testing at our clinic. Now we good. We virgins. <laughs> we offering two free movie tickets per person as an incentive if you get tested. Hola. <laughs> free movie tickets? Did I say we virgins? I meant we virginal. Chuchi, what? I don't want to get tested. It's free movie tickets, girl. Movies are expensive. I just paid $10 last week. $10? Damn! I mean, don't Jessica got a movie coming out soon? We can use them and take dates. But I'm nervous. Trust me, I know what it's like to be nervous. You should have seen me when I interviewed for this job. Child, I was a wreck. Hi, how you doing? My name is Amaris. I'm here for my interview. Thank you. Uh, my nails? Oh my God, you are so sweet. Here is my resume. I got it printed on the good paper. My cousin, he works for the print shop, so I got the hookup. I don't know how he works there, though. The paper cuts you be getting? I know, that's not cute. That's actually why I wanted to be an HIV testing counselor. I mean, not because I don't want to get paper cuts, because that makes no sense. But I want to help people, you know? I'm friendly and I have a nice smile and like... HIV is really important to me. My titi died from it when I was a kid, so like... I think for me, it'll be a good way to honor her memory, you know? What did I do before this? Well, I'm in college and I'm about to be a sophomore. And up until recently, I was working at this jean store on 86th and 3rd, but I left. I just couldn't no more. These white ladies and their strollers, they just, <laughs> too much. And I'm there one day, and this lady, she had asked me if I could help her find these jeans. And she was like, I'm a size six. And in my head, I'm like, bitch, you is not no size six. Because I am a size four. And you got at least 30 pounds on me on like a good day. But I'm like, you know what? Feel your fantasy or whatever. And I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I cannot find a size six. But I found an eight, and she didn't want to try them on because she's like, no, I'm a size six. And I'm like, girl, I do not got time for this. And then she got an attitude with me, and I'm like, mama, I am not the one, okay? And then my manager came over, and he had her back. And I was like, this is draining, okay? I got too many good things going on in my life. I'm in college. I got good grades, good friends, good everything. And I don't want to waste my time selling jeans to white ladies with attitude when I could be doing meaningful things to advance my community and shit. Plus, <laughs> make $15 an hour, which is like $6 more than I was making at the jeans store. So, like, fuck them. That's a good story. But I'm not sure, like, how it relates to us. I get it. Sometimes nuance doesn't translate. What I'm trying to say is, don't let fear hold you back from movie tickets or whatever. Because in life, you know where the journey is going to take you. So 
What do you say? Two days later, me and Chuchi walked into that free clinic. Chuchi was way more scared than me, mostly because he did more nasty things. I don't know if free movie tickets is worth it. Do you want to see Jessica's new movie or not? Yeah. Well, we got no money, bitch. I will. Let's wait till that shit comes out on DVD. I'm scared. You are supposed to be the brave one. Well, I don't want to be brave today. Look, it's not like you've been out there open like a 24-hour store. You a booty virgin. Your number is zero. Listen, I may have rounded that number off to one that wasn't true. <gasps> you lied to me? I'm sorry. Why didn't you tell me? Sometimes you be like mad judgmental. Your Pentecostal mother be showing up as <sighs> not cute. If, if we are not honest with each other, who can we be honest with? Miguel Alvarez? That's me. Oh, hi. I remember you from the street fair. How you doing? I'm good. Come in. Um, can we come in together for moral support? I can't. My supervisor's here, and I just started, so I don't want to get in trouble. We got this! <laughs> <laughs> but we did not have this. We were two scared little boys trying to be grown in a world that wasn't friendly to gay, black, and brown boys. So we had to learn to be friendly to ourselves and find the people that were friendly to us. Oh my God, I love your sneakers. They mad cute. Where'd you get them? Uh, Third Ave? I live on Walton. I'm from Castle Hill. Like Jessica. And it was then that I knew God had my back. Because not only did she mention the queen, she had the latest issue of my favorite gossip magazine, The National Scandal, and Jessica was on the cover. You know the national scandal be coming through with all that good, good bochinche? Did you fill out that little question thingy that they gave you when you came in? Uh, yeah, here. Okay, okay. I see. Oh, you gay. <laughs> I knew it. My cousin is gay. <laughs> you ever been to Crash? I love that place. Yeah, me and my best friend go there on teen night. <laughs> I'm 19, <laughs> but I use my cousin's ID because she's 21 and we look exactly alike. Except she a little fat. So I'm going to put this swab in your mouth real quick and hold still. Don't move. And we are done. I'm going to bring your friend in, and you'll have the results in 20 minutes. 20 minutes? I thought we had to wait two weeks. <laughs> Where you been? Not in the last year. We got rapid tests now, in and out in 20 minutes. Oh, so, so when do we get the free movie tickets? Oh, yeah, we ran out of those. Uh, but we should get more in like a month. If you want, I could give you a plastic cup and a beach ball. My cat loves the beach ball. But we only wanted to get tested for the movie tickets. Uh, it's the summer. Mad good movies have been coming out. Everybody and their mother is getting tested. One lady tried to test her two-year-old daughter to get some free tickets. I was like, bitch, you is not slick. <laughs> Damn. I'm sorry. Let me bring your friend in and I'll see what I could do. Can I borrow your national scandal? <laughs> Enjoy. Okay. So Chuchi and I switched places. And even though I was pissed that we put ourselves through all that stress and we still weren't gonna get our movie tickets, I'm sitting in the waiting room, reading my magazine, getting ready to dig into the latest escándalo, and then it happens. She comes alive on the page. You lie. I swear to my ex-husband's mother that I always hated until she got cancer and became nice. What did she say? She said to me, You are going to be I. She had a message. She knew that 16-year-old kid needed her. Because it was just then that Chuchi came out of the office crying. I can't believe we are going through all of this stress and we ain't even getting free movie tickets. I know. Don't be stressed. Everything is going to be good. Y'all lucky y'all got me. I never had to give a positive result. Mm. The lady who works in the next cubicle, <laughs> she's got bad luck. You lucky you don't got her. <laughs> see, see, we are lucky. Oh, that's my mom. She wants to know when I'll be home for dinner. You should be done here in like 10 minutes. I just got to go put something into the computer, and by then your results will be ready. Cool. Yo, my stomach feels funny. I feel like I'm going to throw up. Okay, shut up. I'm just starting to calm down. 
So Amadis comes out and calls Chuchi into the office, which I, I thought was weird because he went in after me, but then I was like, he probably got it and she's saving me for the end because it'll be like way less dramatic. And then I look down at my national scandal and Jessica is taking deep yoga breaths. And I was like, what the fuck? Because in 2003, no Puerto Rican girl that Anu did yoga. But whatever, it made sense because at the time she was dating a white boy. So the door to Amadis' office opens and Chuchi comes out with tears in his eyes, mad serious. And then out of nowhere, he screams, I'm negative, bitch! Ah! And me and Chuchi start dancing like we at the club. But I noticed Amadis has this weird look on her eyes. So she motions for me to come into her office and she asks, If your test came out positive, do you have a support system that you think you could rely on? Would you think of hurting yourself or... Chuchi's my best friend, and even though he's annoying and he don't shut up sometimes, I know he'll always have my back, but I don't gotta worry about nothing, right? Cause... <laughs> your test came back positive. What? What? You tested positive for HIV. <laughs> so... I got AIDS? HIV, there is a difference. What is it? Because I don't know. I didn't know a lot back then. How could I? <laughs> there was so much shame around who I was, who I was becoming. The stigma around HIV then and now is still mad real. Do you need anything? Um. Can Chuchi come in? Yeah, I'll get him. Chuchi lost it when I told him that my test was positive. He started bawling. Then I turn around and I'm out, he's just bawling. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I just got told I'm HIV positive and I'm consoling them. I wish I could say that was the only time it ever happened, but for a very long time, whenever I disclosed my status, I felt like like I had to take care of the other person. I got used to having to be brave and hold space for others. I got so used to taking care of other people that I didn't realize that no one was taking care of me. Oh my God, you are like mad inspiring. I don't know if I could be as strong as you. I wanted to tell her, bitch, you better be. You giving HIV diagnoses for a living. You may want to rethink your career path, but... I decided to give her some grace. This was her first positive result, and like me, she was just doing her best. But that didn't make the situation any less real. We are gonna get through this. I promise. Are you gonna tell your parents? That's all I thought about for a long time. Six years, to be exact. You didn't tell your mother for six years? I didn't think I could. I was afraid of her. I was afraid of letting her down. I mean, it's hard enough telling her that I was gay, but to tell her that I was HIV positive at 17 years old? Hmm. That was impossible. I held it in like a soldier, like I did in that office, like I did for most people for many years. But it all changed one night though. A few years later, when I ran into Javi at a club. What up, sexy? Wow. Javi, it has been a minute. You still sexy as fuck. Thank you. You too, maybe. How's Peanut? He dead. What? No, don't say that. Yeah, yo, just stop breathing and sleep one night. So young. Yup, you never know. Fuck. It's good to see you, though. It's good to see you, too. Oh, my God. I remember you. Happy, right? I remember you, too. What was your name again? Chuchi. Wow. It's been a while. You got old in the face. Be nice. I'm always nice. <laughs> I'll be over there by the strippers. I'll come check on you in a few. Bye, Javi. <laughs> Don't forget to moisturize. Don't mind her. I ain't worried about her. 
I'm worried about me and you. Now, I'm sorry I fucked up on you like that back in the day. I was mad and immature, but I grew up. Oh, really? You want to find out? What you mean? I'm just saying we never got to really chill when we was talking. We chilled. Remember the shrimp factory? I meant chill, chill. You mean fuck? Why you got to be so vulgar? That's what you mean, right? We grown. We grown, so what's up? So we at the club, music playing, and guess who the DJ plays a song by? Jessica. Yup. Check it. He played her song, Please Don't Go. Ugh, I'm gonna be so disappointed if you're making this shit up. Nah. So instead of seeing this as a sign from the universe not to go, I said, fuck it. And we're home with Javi anyway. I mean, don't get me wrong. Javi was a dick, but he was fine. Mm. And in that moment, I wanted to be wanted. So we ended up back at his crib. You still live here? Saving up. Still got roommates? Yeah, you? I'm at home with my mom. About to graduate from college this spring. Fancy. Yeah, do my best. You? I do what I do. So, uh, how about we do what we do? What do you mean? I mean this. And if you thought he kissed me deep before this time, oh! That tongue went straight through my feet, into the ground, through the Jersey Turnpike, and ended up at Hoboken. Ooh! That's when I decided to tell him. You're what? HIV positive. How long? Almost six years. That means you got it right around the time we was messing. A little after, actually. I knew you was out there doing dirt. Uh, doing dirt? Really? Because I wasn't 23 trying to fuck a 16-year-old. Yo, I don't really fuck with that HIV positive shit. I think you should leave. Weren't you talking about how you're mature? I know what I like, and I know what I don't. You can't fault me for that. I know what I like, too, and I don't like assholes. Well, I like assholes, but not men who are them. I left that apartment, courage on my face, and sadness in my heart, because I was tired. Tired of always having to be okay. Tired of always having to be strong. Tired of always taking care of the other person. Because even in that moment with Javi, I was giving him the power because I didn't know my own. Chuchi had been texting me nonstop since I left the club and I kept ignoring him. The four train wasn't working, so I took a long ass walk to the six. I go to the platform and these were the days before they had the signs that told you when the train was coming. So you just had to wait. I'm there waiting <laughs> and waiting, thinking, wondering if I'd ever feel like my body, my life, will be mine again. I wanted to feel free and powerful. And I don't know, something came over me. I wondered if I could jump from one platform to the other. Okay, now I'm definitely convinced you were smoking crack. No, I wasn't. It was a different time. HIV still felt like a death sentence instead of a chronic illness, and even though I was very much alive, I spent so much time thinking about death that I forgot how to live and that I wanted to live. That's scary. So I walked to the edge of the train platform, took a deep breath, made the sign of the cross, and I started to run. As soon as my foot touched off the ground, I turned and saw the lights of the sixth train headed towards me. closed my eyes, blinded by the lights of the train, bracing myself for the impact. I felt something warm come over me. I thought it was the warmth of the train that was about to run over my ass, but that warmth was coming from inside. That warmth pushed me onto the opposite side of the tracks. I rolled over onto my back, and when I looked up, she was standing over me. You curse? I'm from the Bronx, bitch. What the fuck you think? My bad. Shit. Mm, I broke a nail and it's my own. My manicurist is gonna be pissed. You have a manicurist? I have a whole team. It takes a lot of work maintaining perfection. Are you really Jessica? You look like her. 
But the veil, the dress, the sneaker heels do pull the look together, though. They cute, right? Over. I know, I know. I can't believe I'm here with you. I'm your biggest fan. I know. I see and I feel how much you love me. But you need to have that same love for yourself. I don't know how to do that. I was never taught. Most of us weren't. But we got to learn. That's why we're here, to unlearn all the fucked up shit we are taught growing up. Do you remember my movie, Housekeeping in Harlem? Oh, it's my favorite. My character had that mean mother who always put me down and didn't believe in me. She was such a fucking bitch. She was only able to put me down because I believed her. I took all those negative words and thoughts and let them seep into my soul. I always knew that I could be the best housekeeper in Harlem. And even though I wish the writer of the movie had greater aspirations for my character, I learned the lesson. And that was all that I needed. It's easy to do that in a movie. But when you grow up in a world that calls you evil for being who you are and that God invented a disease to punish people like you, it can fuck your head up. I hear you. Those beliefs you grow up with aren't true. And it's up to you to unlearn them. This moment in your life is temporary. Just a stop on the subway train. But Ito, you aren't a passenger. You are the conductor. Remember that. This is an uptown number six train going express to Castle Hill. You can't control how a blessing will show up in your life. But you can control what you do with it. That's how I went from riding the six train every day to being one of the biggest stars in the world. So you want to know a secret? Bitch, I'm nosy. Of course I do. My spirit rides this train. Always to help you and anyone else who needs it to overcome something in their lives. And no matter what, I'm always there riding with you. Oh, for real? Yeah! Don't you know about my codependency issues? That's why I got married five times. I mean, I kind of figured. I'm a work in progress. We all are. Well, I gotta bounce. I got a recording session in a few. But you're gonna do big things, Ethel. Thanks. I know I will. What are you going to do now? I'm gonna go home. There's something that I need to do. At that moment, the train came, I got on it, and Jessica disappeared into a cloud of fierceness. Even though I was only a couple stops away from home, I rode that train all night, crying. Crying like I've never cried before. I cried away all the hurt, all the shame, all the fear. I cried away the feelings of unworthiness. And when I finally felt that I had let everything that I needed to go, I went home and did the scariest thing that I ever had to do. I went home and told my gangster-ass mother, Mercedes, that I was HIV positive. Only her reaction wasn't what I expected. She didn't curse me out. She didn't tell me that I was a disappointment or that she was ashamed of me. She cried. Gangster tears. I'm not crying because I'm mad at you, Ito. I'm crying because you held on to that secret for six years. And you felt that you couldn't tell me. <laughs> I'm your mother. You should be able to tell me anything. And I made you believe that you couldn't. And I'm sorry. That night, I got to know my mother in a way that I had never got to experience. She told me about some of her dreams. She told me stories about her and my dad that I hadn't heard before. I, I saw her hopes. I saw her hurt. I saw her humanity. And I, I felt the, the power of that moment. I felt the, the power of not only letting my mother see my pain, but also her bravery in allowing me to see hers. I didn't grow up with emotions and shit. My mother was like that. She raised her kids to be hard, and I'm sorry. 
I pass that to you. That's the real disease. Luckily, it can be cured. I want to cure, if you let me. We hugged, we forgave, and we became tight. She got to see me get married. Twice, actually. <laughs> Hopefully the third time will be the charm. <laughs> but even if you never marry again, mijo, know that you are loved. I love you and support you in whatever it is that you want to do. As long as it's legal and you don't do it on my computer. Mom. <laughs> I love you, Ito. I always will. I'll tell you one thing. I'm gonna make sure that my child knows how special they are. Mm. Always. Mm. That's how we change shit. That's how we change. Oh, shit! What? What? My water broke! What? I went to text my husband, but we gotta get to the hospital! Fuck! What? It's lunchtime. Traffic is gonna suck. Yeah. What hospital are you at? Ooh, that's two stops away on the six. If we take the train, we'll be there faster. I don't want to have my baby on the train! Okay. You think we'll be good? Yo, you hear that? No! Yeah. We are good. We are always going to be good. Love and Gravity is presented by Beeb Healthcare and produced by Harley and Company. This episode, Our Lady of the Sixth Train, was written by Dominic Colon and stars the following people in order of appearance. Alexia Garcia as Jesse Kaw and Our Lady of the Six. Robin De Jesus as DJ Ito and Lil Ito. Jessica Marie Garcia as Veronica. Jason Janeo as Chuchi. Tony Mena as Holagai and Kevin. Manu Ureña as Javi. Edison Ventura Matadias as Peanut. Susana Guzman as Mercedes. Alicia Pascual Peña as Amaris. This series is executive produced by Sarah Hall and directed by Jalen Levingston. Casting by Victor Vasquez. Sound design, scoring, and mix by Jeff Schmidt. And audio production by Rob Corso. Music supervision by Javier Nuno and Joe Rodriguez. Produced by Olivia Hall and Jeff Mercado. Assistant directed by Joy Marie Thomas. And introduction by Tonatiu. Theme music by Me Llamo Sebastián.